Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Links and Locks podcast. podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome once again to the Links and Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is my mate, Ben Everill from the PGA Tour, longtime golf writer. We're going to go through our favorite plays, the front nine, the back nine, 18 bets coming your way in just a minute. But Ben, last week on our first pod together, I introduced you as the Aussie Whisperer. You told us about Mark Leishman. You told us about Matt Jones. And you told us about a guy named Cam Smith, who you liked last week. Huh? How'd that work out for you? Sensational stuff. Hey, Sobes, great to be back, mate. You know, obviously I'm on cloud nine after Smitty's big victory, record victory there in Kapalua. The mullet was flowing as much as the champagne after the victory, mate. So, you know, I'm really excited for another huge week. And as long as I can ride the Aussie wins until they stop winning, you know, I'm going to be hammering those ones hard. It might not stop this week. I have a feeling we're both on an Aussie. Let's get right to it. We're playing 18 holes. You've got the honor off the first tee. First hole, swing away, Mr. Everill. Number one for me, I'm just going to go with an easy top 10. I think we want to get something out there in the ether. And for me, it's uh, Corey Connors, mate. Like, I just think the Canadian's looking good. He's actually number one in our power rankings on pjtour.com with Rob Bolton, who does know his stuff. You get plus 225, so 3-19 and 19 here, T12 in 2020. Can't go past the Canadian. I think that that's a nice, easy lock to start in this uh, 18 holes we've got going here, mate. Yeah, I do like that. I, I tend to like players a little bit better who have played at least four rounds already. Those coming over from Kapalua last week tend to have a nice success rate over the last decade or so. But I've got no problem with Corey Connors, one of the best ball strikers there is. This is a ball strikers golf course. I think he'll play well. I like him for that top 10. That's a good play. All right, hole number two. I'm going to go with my favorite play on the board for props or otherwise. Maverick McNeely is a player that I don't know if he's necessarily got the ceiling that we look for for an elite player at this point in his career, very early in his career, but he's got a very, very good floor. In his last 14 starts, he's got seven top 20s. And when I say floor, that's because he's only got one top 10 in those seven top 20s. But He's shown a propensity for just showing up week in, week out. I like him for another top 20 this week on a course that should fit him. A short, tight, YLI track, Seaside. This is right up his alley. Plus 220 for a top 20 on Matt McNeely. I like that this week. Hole number three. Hole number three, Matt. I'm going to take us to some first-round leader options, okay? I'm going to go with two of them. I just couldn't separate the ones I thought were great value. Someone I know that you might have a bit of an affinity with. Brendan Steele is someone mm. I've thrown out earlier. I think Brendan Steele plus 7,000, the guy who was runner-up in 2020, T4 and 21. I think he can get off to a hot start. And, you know, he's in the early morning wave on Thursday. So I really feel like he can set a pace and, and put it out there. That's some great odds that you might not see better. In fact, you know, during this week. And look, here comes my first Aussie mention, Matt Jones. Plus 6,000 to lead after the first round. He's just come off a 62, 61 weekend, 
23 under, PGA Tour record. He's on fire. You mentioned a little minute ago that the guys that come across from Kapalua tend to keep that role going. Well, there's no one in better form right now than him. Keep the Jones train running. I hear you. Hole number four, Sung Jae Im was one of five players last week at Kapalua who gained strokes in every major category. I like that for him. He does everything well as long as he's rolling the rock pretty good. I'm going top five this week. He's in the top five on the odds board coming in. I don't know that I'm throwing an outright on him this week, but plus 400, four to one for a top five on Sunday. I think he contends. I think he is in the hunt come Sunday afternoon. And I like that four to one. And maybe I hedge it a little bit by taking him outright at some point if he is in serious contention on Sunday. All right, hole five. The fifth hole is the easiest hole in the course. And uh, uh-huh. with that, I'm going to give you the absolute easiest top 40 bet you'll ever have on the PGA Tour. Top 40 this week, Charles Powell III. Mm. Honestly, he might be minus 125. That's a dollar eighty in Aussie talk that you're going to get back. But it's the easiest dollar eighty bet you might have. The bloke has never missed a cut here. He's 20 from 20, I believe it is. He's had two seconds, two thirds. He's the number one career earnings at Sony Open. He's had 14 top 25s, and he's been in the top 40 the last 10 years running. We call him the ATM on tour because, you know, he used to make a lot of money and not necessarily win. Well, he doesn't need to win if we're just going to get him on the top 40 and move on. Does make a lot of sense. I like that play. I don't necessarily like him for top 10s this week. Hasn't had a top 10 since the Players' Championship. I do think top 40 is the right play on Charles Howell this week. All right, hole six, Taylor Gooch. Everyone loved this guy going into last week, played really well in the fall part of the season, in fact, won the RSM Classic. I think there's a nice correlation to those courses at Sea Island as there is to Wileye this week. Everyone seems to jump off Gooch a little bit after he played pretty well at a golf course that didn't really suit his game, Kapalua, last week. I'm jumping back on for a top 10 plus 275 this week. and probably find even a bigger number than that, but I think that's a pretty good number, close to 3-1 to one for Taylor Gooch top 10. Seventh hole. Seventh hole, well, where am I going next? Oh, I'm going to drop from my 40 to be top 20, okay? And this one might seem a bit, a bit of a surprise to most, but I'm going to go with a guy named Adam Spenson. Ooh. 700 out of nowhere. Adam Spenson, last year, for a little bit of time, he had uh, Ted Scott, Papa Watson's old caddy on the bag, which was helping him. This week, I believe I've seen Tim Tucker return and sent on really? Adam Spenson's bag. So with that information and the fact that he's been here one time before, 2019, and he opened with a 61, Adam Spenson, that time to have the first round lead. He did fade to, I think it was 43rd or something over that time, but he was a rookie. It's a sneaky top 20 chance with a great caddy on the bag back, you know, who is meticulous as we know. Could be a surprise there. Someone Tim I want Tucker, to of course, Bryson DeChambeau's yes. former caddy. That's a nice little play. All right. You mentioned first round leader for Spenson a couple of years ago. I've got a couple of first round leader plays. I will admit, Benny, that I made these plays before the tee times came out. I was hoping for some morning tee times, but it doesn't look like the wind is going to blow there too much at Wiley. I know you're there right now, so you have a better sense of what it's doing. But Russell Henley, who is almost an auto play for first round leader bets for me these days, plays really well on Thursdays. And then Rory Sabatini, who since 2006 has posted a whole bunch of scores in the 60s. In fact, has a scoring average on Thursdays of 68 in the last 15 years. On Thursdays at the Sony Open, there are two guys among the favorites and a guy who's kind of a long shot for first round leader bets. That's the eighth hole. Let's get to the ninth. You know, in the ninth hole, I've decided to go with a matchup. I was going through them all and, and didn't really love a lot of them as I was going through. But one caught my eye and that was Kevin Nahr over Hideki Matsuyama for the tournament. Kevin Nahr, obviously, he's the defending champion. 
doesn't necessarily have a great record here before that, but Hideki's just struggled so much with the putter last week over at the Century Tournament Champions in Maui, and that's a better course for him than this one, generally speaking, over the years. So I do know that the plus 100 on Kevin Nair was something that definitely caught my eye, and I know that Hideki also likes to use this week to sample a lot of good Japanese food. It's really the main reason he turns up at Sony. <laughs> I love it. That is some expert analysis right there. Okay, we've made it through the turn. Uh, Benny and I are going to go grab a dog and a beer, but we're now joined by the host of the Better Golf Podcast, Nick Brettwish and Spencer Aguiar. These guys are golf betting experts, specialists in the finishing position markets, here to provide their favorite top five, top 10, top 40 plays. Take it away, boys. Thanks, Jason. We are very excited to be here with Action Network, and we will get right into it for the top placement market. One of my favorite plays this week is Adam Long. Top 40 on FanDuel is plus 135. Adam Long's a guy that you probably won't hear many talk about in the industry this week, just doesn't really have the course history that everybody's looking for. But he ended the 2021 season in excellent, excellent form with four straight top 25 finishes. He is great off the tee. Excellent putter on Bermuda grass and plays very, very well on easy courses, which I consider YLI to be a very easy course. The only thing I'm concerned about here is the sand, but if he can avoid the bunkers, I think the sky's the limit for Adam Long this week. And then we're going to go to a Illinois boy, even though he is a Cub fan, Nick Hardy, the 25-year-old kid out of Northbrook, Illinois. Top 40 is plus 200 on FanDuel. I got him priced around 150 there. He is 14th here in 2021. He is great off the tee, great approach player, and a good putter and a green in regulation machine. He's also very good on Bermuda. Kind of checks every single box that I'm looking for here. And then lastly, my guy, Abraham Answer. I love him to finish top 10 this week at plus 310 on FanDuel. I have him priced around plus 250 there and also plus 145 top 20. Excellent off the tee, great Bermuda putter, and destroys easy courses. Spencer, what do you got on the card this week? Yeah, I have five picks to discuss with everybody today in the top 40 market as well as a deeper top 10 look to consider. One of the things I noticed about Wildlife Country Club is that it's the second most predictive when it comes to rollover predictability. And there's no better example of somebody that's found success at this course than Charles Howell III, who enters the week priced at minus 125 on FanDuel to land a top 40. I will be the first one to admit that I don't usually dip into laying juice on these top 40 wagers, but it's hard to ignore what he has accomplished in his career at this stop. In 19 past trips to the venue, Howell has never missed a cut and has come inside of the top 40 in 16 of those showings. Moving down the top 40 board, Wiener back into where I am slightly more comfortable, which starts with Stuart Sink at plus 115 on FanDuel and stretches to Hudson Swafford plus 180 on DraftKings. The thought process behind Sink stems from the comps that YLI receives to Harbortown, a venue the American won at in 2021 to qualify for the Tournament of Champions last week. And I thought he showed a ton of positives in that showing, gaining 2.7 shots to the field off the tee plus approach. We have seen the American finish between 19th to 42nd in each of his past seven appearances at the track. And I think his course history alone makes him marginally overpriced as a dog in the top 40 market. And as for Hudson Swafford, he's posted five top 25s and eight tries at the course. I know the break cooled everyone off, but his form was good before the layoff, gaining with his irons in eight of nine starts and off the tee in 10 of 13. If you are looking for any bombs all the way down at the board, Chan Kim plus 400 on FanDuel to come top 40 is 220 points higher than it is at his plus 180 number on DraftKings. 
Max McGreevy is an interesting corn fairy prospect that has posted two top 19 finishes in a row on tour. You can find him plus 320 on FanDuel to come top 40. And I like taking a shot on Siwoo Kim at plus 450 on FanDuel to land inside of the top 10. If you have a book that pays ties in full, definitely go that route. But Kim grades as one of the most likely winners for me on my model and has shown upside here in the past with a fourth place finish in 2016. Absolutely love it. The Chan Kim shout out from last year. Stuart Sink, Hudson Swafford, Max McGreevy, and then Siwoo Kim sneaking in the top 10 there. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. Hope you enjoy the Sony Open and we will kick it back to you, Jason. All right. Back nine is where we make our money. Let's get right to it. Hole 10. I've got the honors here, Benny. I am fading the Aussie right here. You're going to get mad at me for this, but Cameron Smith, tournament favorite. I get it. He's a viable favorite. He won last week. He won this event, the Sony, two years ago. In fact, if you'd asked me a week ago, pick Cameron Smith at one of the two Hawaiian stops, I would have picked him at the Sony over the Century Tournament of Champions. But now that he's got a win under his belt, boy, he's got a really short number. I went and looked at what Cameron Smith has done after his previous PGA Tour victories. Last year, he won the Zurich alongside Mark Leishman. Afterwards, went 59th, missed cut, missed cut. Two years ago, after the aforementioned Sony Open victory, 64th, missed cut, missed cut. Some guys tend to step on the gas pedal and keep that momentum going. He doesn't seem like he's one of them. He likes to enjoy the spoils afterwards, maybe exhale a little bit. I'm going Webb Simpson, Mark Leishman, Sung J.M., Anyone else you can find at plus money head to head over Cam Smith. I have to make comment before we move on to the next. I absolutely agree with you that look, the odds that are around there on Cam Smith this week are tough. They're they're short. And let's just say when Smitty has a win, he likes to celebrate that win. So you're not mm. far off in that suggestion. He's definitely had a good couple of days leading into this tournament to make sure that he's uh really taken in how important that win was in Maui, so to speak. So I wish I could say that I don't like your choice. I do think that you might be onto something as much as I hate to admit it. Thank you. Okay. All right. We're on the 11th. Okay. I've got, I just obviously mentioned on, on the ninth for me, I was talking about Kevin Nara over Hideki. Um, I'll just transition. I'll stay on the NAR train as the defending champion. I think that he can not necessarily repeat, but I do expect he could be up near the top five. So I'm going to have a look at him at top five. I think it's plus 550. He generally puts okay when he comes here. He's in a great headspace. He's had a pretty decent week last week. I know he wants to sort of do his place as the defending champion proud. So I'm going to back him to sort of back it up with a pretty decent performance. Such a good wedge player. That should be a good course for him. As we witnessed last year, last year he didn't play well at Kapalua at all and then came over to the Sony and won it. Okay, 12th hole. I'm sticking with my matchups. This one just stuck out to me as a really good number. Billy Horschel. And a lot of people are on Billy this week. I, I can see him for an outright. I think there's some win equity there. I like him for top tens. Billy Horschel at plus money, plus 105 over Seamus Power in a head-to-head matchup this week. I really like that. Nothing against Seamus Power. He's a good player. This isn't exactly the course where I am targeting him, though. So I, I think Billy Horschel uh, finishes way above him on the leaderboard this week. So I am playing that. Hole 13, Benny. Yeah, look, I'm going to go into a prop bet. I usually don't go into these, but a tournament of prop paper I like the look of, and you'll be really surprised at this, mate. But I'm going to say that a non-USA player will win this event, and uh, you can get plus 120 for that. So plus 120 that it will not be an American. Let me tell you this, in our, in our actual regular tour events, the last eight, six of the last eight winners, not American. 
So we've got a bit of a run going. Last week, obviously, Smitty won. And he was the first, I think, 11 years to break through after an American stranglehold there. I think we could see another international star win this week. That's a nice play. I think you might have taken that hole, but that just means I'm press. So we've got a little five-hole <laughs> press going on. 14, uh, you mentioned the top 40 earlier, Charles Howell the third. I do like that. I'm not going too deep into Charles Howell this week. Everyone's basing it on past history at this tournament. I don't love him. Top 40 is a nice play. I feel kind of the same way about Patton Gazire. Patton Gazire, top 40, past champion here at the Sony Open. I like him at, to have a nice year. I like him to finish top 40 this week in a place where he's played well in the past. Plus 130. And oh, by the way, there are a whole bunch of guys at even money or longer at plus money for top 40s this week that I really like. All right, ball 15. You know, I'm going to look at some long shots for the overall here, mate. Let me give you two names here. Hudson Swafford mm-hmm. is one. He's a Georgia Bulldog, so he's in a bit of a mood. It's good. Three top 10s of this event before. T3 in 2019, plus 15,000, 150 to 1. I think that it could be the type of guy that comes out of nowhere, which we sometimes get at this tournament. It's the flattest one at door. The wind's not going to blow. It's been a bit wet. They'll be throwing darts. He could just be in a good mood after the football game. And the other one I want to keep your eye on is Takumi Kanaya. Mm-hmm. Young, 23-year-old Japanese star in the field this week. He's already played like five majors in his career, three wins in Japan. He was T7 in the Zozo late last year. He's not afraid of being on this stage. 80 to 1. Definitely someone to keep an eye on. I like both of those a lot. We did not plan out what we were doing. We just said, okay, you get nine bets written down. I'll get nine bets written down. We'll press record. We'll see what happens. I happen to have two lottery ticket outright plays at triple digit (laughs) numbers lined up, ready to go here on the 16th hole. The first one is a guy making the trip from Kapalua. Played last week, not a good course for him. Didn't play his best golf, but this should be a much better one. I talked about those correlating golf courses. Harbortown is one that should correlate really nicely to YLI. Brandon Grace won at Harbortown a few years ago at 100 to 1. I love Brandon Grace this week for an hour play. Pick, there is some win equity. Thank you. And the second one, play. it's not often that we find guys way down the board where we say, that's he's mispriced. That's got to be wrong. If you had asked me to name the odds for Emiliano Grillo this week, I would have thought they were 60 to 1, 70 to yep. 1. He's played this event five times. He's made the cut every time. He's finished 21st to 47th in his five starts here. All decent, not exactly knocking on the door, but he's a guy that has the talent to go out and win. He's 130 to 1 this week. Yes, Jeez. please. I'll buy that lottery ticket as well. Well, mate, two sensational calls there. And you look, I'll give the listeners a little bit of inside on Brandon Grace. I spent a lot of time with him in the early part of last week. His head is in a great space. He's turned things around from a tough couple of years and, and months. He's ready to rumble. He is very motivated to get on the President's Cup team at the end of this year. I'm expecting big things from Brandon Grace as well. So oof, you put me under the gun for the last couple of holes here. And I'm going to go for another Aussie win. What a surprise, but we're going to have... Down. We're doubling down. Mark Leishman will win the Sony Open. Not May, will win the Sony Open. Leash has been great at this event over the years. He had some awesome form last week, ended up with a top 10, um, you know, and he's not necessarily the type of guy you usually get with a birdie fest, but he just loves this joint. His little fella, Harvey, just had his 10th birthday. He's in a sensational frame of mind. I was trying to look at the odds. It's good solid, like 1,800, isn't it? Or, or 1,600 for Leash. It is. So, if you'd gotten on it early, he was he was listed in some books at 2,900, 29 to 1 oh, at the beginning oh, of the week for a couple hours on Monday morning. Stealing it, stealing it. He's 12 for 12 here at Sony. 
four top tens, as I mentioned, T3 and 19, T4 last year. I do like Smitty as well, but at the plus 800, you're getting around places. It's just not the value you can get off leash. You get double from leash. And Maddie Kelly is caddy, is staying at the house with Pinner and Smitty this week. That's off the first fairway here at Wailai. There's some good mojo going on. There's some good mojo going on. Everyone's ready to rumble. Mark Leishman, all in, all in. I'm taking my favorite out right here to match yours, Mark Leishman. Hey, I am right there with you. I mean, come on, Aussie. If this boat's going down, it's going down with both of us because (laughs) I've got Mark Leishman as my favorite outright play this week. I wish I'd been able to jump on a book that had him closer to 30 to one when the week started, but even at 16 to one, look, he's played so well. 12 made cuts and 12 starts here, three top five finishes, 10th at the Century Tournament of Champions last week. And this is a much better course for him than that one. Long irons, wedge play, right up his alley. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. That's it, mate. Oi, oi, oi. It's going to keep this thing going. Let's keep running through the whole year. I mean, I said it last week, an Australian has led after every round on tour this year and an Australian has won every event on tour this year. So let's keep that rolling. Benny, always love going 18 holes with you. Appreciate everybody listening. Remember, you can find the Links and Locks podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Download, subscribe, rate us. Until next time, I'm Jason Sobel. He's Ben Everell. Good luck with your bets for the Sony Open. Here's hoping you guys hit the green.